0: Again with footy and frothies, we are on the air. Uh, Barney boy sick. He'll join us later in the uh, chill flow cool room studios. Uh, Ollie and myself. Ollie, what's going on?
1: Well, not too much. Not too much. Looking forward to the the live show tonight.
0: Uh, big week of news. How's the week treated you?
1: No, oh, it's been all right. Not been up to much. Probably had my busiest day today. Um, getting orientated at the new job, which I'm looking forward to, but. Other than that, not much. Fair bit of Rugby League news, both origin and I guess player transfer related, especially in the last 24 hours and I'm keen to get into it.
0: Beautiful. So I guess the big news of the week is, and welcome everyone watching live actually, have got a couple of uh, viewers there already. Leave us some uh, chat in the studio but, uh, in the feedback I should say. But just as we uh, articulate this and make sure Barney Boy can join us from his sickbed. Um... So the big news from the week, origin-wise, is that uh, as forecast, we saw Angus Crichton added to the New South Wales squad uh, with the injury to Jake Tervojevic, which sees um, Crichton off the bench. Paulo starts. Uh, That's the main change for New South Wales, or the only change. Uh, Any thoughts on Angus Crichton being Was that the obvious?
1: Um, I think so. It it was him or Fanukan. The only thing that was really letting Fanukan down, I guess, is that he started the season off injured, whereas Crichton's really more had that sustained form throughout the season, really, other than that suspended period. Um, but I was hearing, interestingly enough, on the way to the show, we got no camera. Don't worry, you can still hear me. Um, can still hear. Yeah. So I was hearing on the way to the show that Jack Whiten might actually have to leave camp because he's. Misses is expecting to give birth at any moment. So if that's the case, it's then a question of who comes off the extended bench onto the bench. Um, I would imagine
0: Appy Corriss, would be favourite, wouldn't
1: you? Well, MG was saying he would have Finucane come on, but if if you do that, then you've only got Fords really on the bench and you've not really got anyone. You know, Appy could, if need be, fill in, I guess, in the halves if there was an injury to a player or come on at hooker as well. Yeah. Um, but then again, with the new 18th man rule, is he more valuable? I guess as an 18th man in case there's an injury during the game, because realistically, New South Wales are spined. They're they're all 80 minute players. So possibly, unless there's an injury, and he has has to sort of come into play as the 18th man, um, yeah, it's interesting. It'll either be for Nuku or Karsou. You'd have to believe.
0: Yeah, as I send the link to the wrong group, there. There we go. Yeah, I think uh, well, I think Appy makes sense. Essentially, uh, that 14th man only comes on and plays dummy half anyway, unless there's yep. an injury. So um, that'll make sense. Angus Crichton's been a little bit sloppy, but he's been in as good a form as, as most of the four, or any forward in the comp really, except you Fisher Harris's. I thought he was East's best last week, uh, and he was pretty good the week before as well. So since he's come back, he's been good. And the, the big news is Reese Walsh, debuting, as I guess I picked last time in the studio, actually suggested he could be in line for that. Uh Holmes moves to two, we then have um, McCulloch in at nine, Ben Hunt on the bench are the major changes. Um, the Reese Walsh, there's been plenty spoken about it, what are your thoughts, Ollie?
1: Uh, well, it's more out of necessity, I guess. Um, you know, people might be right in saying that he's a bit too young. Um, not played enough first grade. But the thing is, who else really is there now that both AJ and Kalen Ponga are injured and you are dropping, of course, Xavier Coates for to move back onto the wing. And there have been people talking about, is he going to be able to live up to the expectation? Well, I actually don't think there's that much expectation on him because anyone I've spoken to about this or anyone I've seen comments about this online has pretty much said that, you know, it is a bit early for him, and it's a bit unfair to him that they're throwing him in. So if he has anything other, you know, above an average performance, then people are going to think, "Wow, how good was this? Like, how good was he? So young in his career to come in and do that." If he fails and doesn't have a great game, well, people think, "Well, it was probably a bit too early. Give him 12 months, and he'll be all right." So I actually feel like the pressure's kind of off him in a way, especially because Queensland have just lost 50 to six, so there's no expectations on them either.
0: I think he'll be fine. Uh, a, a pretty much a opponent of um, old enough, he's good enough. And um, physically, he'll be fine. He he gets <laughs> bashed every week. Like the, He's been absolutely belted in the, the last month. Uh, so I don't think that'll trouble him. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing what he's got. Because at the moment, I think he could actually put pressure on Ponga. I don't if, obviously, Caelan yeah, hasn't got going this season with injuries. But it's felt like he's maybe a step behind this year. Um, when he has played, AJ Brimson's been a step behind. Uh, the Titans team hasn't helped that. So if he he could, if he owns this game or the next game, he doesn't actually have to really own it. If he puts in a performance, a couple of try assists, brave, he probably secures his spot for the next decade. If he if he's good enough, um, Val makes sense. He'll provide some support at the back and yep. give some senior, um, uh, put a senior head back there with him. And uh, I guess McCulloch was all that was left. Come hookers as well. He. Um, Anyway, let it run down. You'll make 50 tackles, and uh, they do need that. The big issue has been, though, that... uh, Well, the big issue is that all the the edge defenders are still the same. That got absolutely railed last time. You gay guys, capels, and the like. um, Concern?
1: Who... Do you really replace them with though? That's, right. That's the thing. Like coming up against Latrell Mitchell and Tom Jajovic, I'm sorry, but there is no centre pairing Queensland can put out that comes anywhere near that. It's not to say that Queensland, you know, lose all hope that they're definitely not going to win the game this Sunday, although it's unlikely. But at least in that department, there's no coming near New South Wales. So, I mean, if they changed it, we'd I think we'd really be having a similar conversation as to how that pairing can match up to Latrell and Tommy Turbo in any way, shape or form. So I guess leave it as as is and hope they improve from game one.
0: Well, that's right. If Mulatalo comes in, they'd still be saying the same thing um, yeah. about how well, we can't just throw people in. So unless you're going to go backwards, you've got to start somewhere. Yep. There's no point. If this New South Wales team is as good as they think, everyone thinks it is, uh, there's no point. What, are you going to protect them for 10 years? Like, yeah. you've got to play them play sometime, So get him in and going. It didn't hurt Harry Grant so far. So, um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, we'll wait till Barney joins us and give a bit of a prediction at the end. Now, judiciary news out of the week. Ravalawa uh, got four weeks for his shoulder charge. Uh, fair enough?
1: Yeah, I suppose it's something that's been s- stamped out of the game. I guess it's a little surprising. Um, I guess the length, but I'm not too... Upset about it or anything? I guess it's just weird seeing a suspension that come about not due to a, a an outright clash with the head. It's a shoulder charge, but um, I guess that sort of morphed our perceptions a little bit over the past few weeks. But it's uh, still fair enough for me.
0: Uh TKO Takayaho got off, um, which probably fair enough. Um, I think he had a pretty yeah. clean record and not much due there. Uh, Nelson Osofa-Solomon has accepted his two weeks So he'll miss the next couple And uh, Pengai Jr. accepted an early plea for three weeks Which means he's probably well and truly played his last game for Brisbane Um, Definitely I would imagine, as it looks like we've joined by Barney on the line He's a bit crook, so obeying COVID protocol And has now joined us live Looking very well there, David Can you hear us? All right, we'll keep going while uh, Barney chimes in. Hello. Yep, you got us, Barney? Yeah, mate. Beautiful. How you feeling, mate? I feel like death, yeah? Yeah, you look about the same, so... Um, yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> I'll just highlight you, so you are in full screen mode for everyone. Um, There we go there. And can I pin you there? Uh, just quickly, your thoughts on... Uh, origin team so far We've just run through The namings uh, the- Yeah
2: pretty um, Pretty predictable By uh, Most In most positions um, Queensland sort of I think Walsh Has been picked on The fact that There wasn't much else That they could do With that back line That would add any Sort of X factor To it And um, They've got Bugger all I think they've got Bugger all ability To stop New South Wales outside back, so they're going to have to try and get some X factor and a few points out of the out of their what they can offer, what they're bringing to offer. So,
0: yeah, that's essentially what what we sort of agreed on as well. Uh, yeah. And the obvious with uh, McCulloch coming in and providing, I guess, someone to tackle through the middle, and uh, Angus Crichton yeah, exactly. was,
2: the, was the obvious for New South Wales. Yeah, it hurts um, Harry Grant going down and uh, it hurts the Queensland side even more realistically. So I don't know where they go to from here.
0: Well, the other point I just made with uh, Ollie was that um, potentially... Well, when do you play and This New South Wales team could be together for 10 years. You can't hide them for exactly. five. You may as yep. well throw them in. Uh, 100%. Yeah, just on to some injury news, Adam Elliott and Chris Smith both out for six weeks uh, for the Bulldogs. Harry Grant's looking like it'll be two to three weeks. Eisenhuth will be fine. He had a dislocated elbow, I believe, after all that. Uh, Remus, the cheese, and Jesse Bromwich will all be okay. Uh, Totola from South's medial ligament, six weeks, so that's a bit of a blow for them. Well, yeah, that hurts them. In terms of their forward pack, so that's uh, not ideal there. Uh, Signing news, as forecast for the last few weeks, DWZ has gone to... (laughs) the uh, Warriors till
1: 2024. Thoughts, Ollie? I saw a lot of people calling for him to be RTS's replacement at fullback and to play Reese Walsh at 5'8", but I'm not actually too sure about that. DWZ, actually, he's been okay when he's played at fullback this year, but I still think his best position is on the wing. I feel like... He would be a great replacement for Kemba Marlowe there. Um, as I'm sure we'll get to in a minute, at least for the rest of this year, a certain halfback's going to be at the Warriors, um, a premiership-winning halfback, so that helps them. Um, so at least for the rest of this year, you'd have to think he's on the wing and I'd probably keep him there as I think Reese Walsh is probably best suited to replace RTS at fullback and be that sort of ball-playing fullback who chips in every now and then, not too dissimilar to a Caelan Ponga. Yep. Any thoughts, bud?
2: Uh, mate, my brain's not working at all at no, the moment. Okay. To be honest, I've forgotten what you said about 30 <laughs> seconds ago. you so. Well, uh, We'll, uh, yeah, D.W. Oh, yeah, no, he's a good winger, and, um, yeah, basically he probably fits in pretty well where he's going to end up, but other than that, he's, not, he's no superstar, so. Uh,
0: Trindle's extended his stay at the Sharks till 2023, um, so I guess he'll be floating around the reserve half position for a while. Uh, yeah, it looks like it. Jennings has signed on for an extra year at Penrith, and uh, that's about it for the news in terms of that. Uh, PCTC is still ongoing this week, Barnes. So at the moment, Invincible is actually sitting on a perfect round pending New South Wales repeating the dose. So well done to him. We'll report on that next week. Um, do you want to quickly give a few thoughts on the round and get yourself to bed, or do you want to stick around for a bit? I'll just chime in. I'm not
2: going to run through my stats and stuff, but um, yeah, that's I'll just right. hang around and jump in at the end of each of the games, I would imagine.
0: Yep, that's fine. Um, we won't do a disaster class at the end today because it's only new, so we can do that next week's show before Origin. Uh, so, okay, sure. Uh, but do you have a recap of disaster class or, or not?
2: Yeah, so you've got, you got um, two winners up this week. Now mm-hmm. do your three bets. So you had um, Latrell and AJ at um, $2.50 for uh, both of those to score at any time, which got up. And um, the cheese, is first try scorer at $15. So, Very nice um return. Made us a bit of money this week, and your return now is positive $620. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Ollie, we don't generally need to mention, so uh, minus $700. <laughs> and I managed to jag myself a, a double, I'm pretty sure it was. It was a triple. Was a Friday night, I had, um, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. It was a uh, three any time try scorers. It was Latrell Mitchell, Mulatano and Brian Toe at um this is around the four dollars forty mark and I had thirty dollars on that. So I'm now minus three hundred and thirty dollars.
0: Very good. Anyway is up, Barn. Good work. <laughs> um, we did suggest that we will discuss our top ten players in our opinion, if you had time to think about it, or you wanna put that back to next week?
2: I haven't done it at all, but um, I can get you a list next week if you guys want to we'll do yours that back now. A week. That's okay. Um, no, because I was um,
0: busy setting up anyway, so it will only be a top of my head, barring top two. But okay. Ollie, you're ready to go. It was your. You can have the floor for this week if you like. Oh, well, you're gonna put it back as well.
1: No, I'll read it out because I, I was a little rushed before coming here to do it, but I did get ten players in there. Um, I have an order now. Towards the end, it's sort of interchangeable. And there are probably players that, if I think back tomorrow, I'll add in there. It's just... it the, roster, the It's absolutely stacked the NRL at the moment in in a certain way. Very top-heavy, I'd say. Um, that's not to say that there's a massive talent pool or anything, but in, in the NRL itself. But I've gone... Um, well, my top three, Cleary, Teddy, Trevojevic. I've put Teddy above Trevojevic purely because of injuries. I mean, if he's not injured... Um, the way that he's looked, at least this year, he's probably above Teddy, and as well, Teddy's won two premierships and the Dalian medal as well, so that helps. Um, fourth, I've gone a bit of an outsider, but someone who this year's really making an impact, James James Fisher-Harris, for me at least the best prop in the game, has been for the past couple of seasons too, um, in there as well. I've I've got Keery in there. Um, obviously, we've not seen a whole lot of him this year, but... Um, we forget how influential, at least until a young Sam Walker's come through, how influential he has been on that Roosters side, um, especially those two premierships. Um, Cam Munster's in there as well, although he's gone down a bit in my estimation. Uh, misses that top five just. Really, him and Kiri could be interchangeable. I've also got Ryan Pabernhausen, who I'd say has probably broken his way in there this year. Um, Jason Tamalilo as well, because we know how damaging he can be at his best. Then um, Clint Gufferson, a lot of it's, down to that impact he has at Parramatta alone um, and how they're pretty much a different side without him. And 10th, it's the controversial one. I do have Joey Manu, and I did have a bit of a think about this. There are obviously players who could probably pip him, but I've still got him in there this week. And the big thing for me is the versatility as well, just how good he can be at one, six or three slash four.
0: No, fair enough. Any comments on, on, on that 10, Barn, or you'd like to ponder it
2: another time? Oh, it's pretty close to, um, you know, I, I'd imagine I'll have four or five of those in my team <laughs> come next week. Um, yeah. It, a lot of it obviously comes down to opinion, and um, I think obviously a lot, of, a lot of guys miss out on the fact that they don't do the flashy stuff, and they, you know, whereas I think I'll have a few more blokes on my list that are the ones that are getting bashed up every week and, you know, yep. bashing other blokes. So. Fair enough. I'm a slave to,
0: to flash, so we'll see how mine looks. We <laughs> do it off the top of my head if you, like, if you like. What flash, Michael Gordon? Flash, my- let's not talk about him. Uh, the well, I'll, uh, we may. As- I'll throw out. This is just very. Yeah, much put some time into it. Yeah. Right. Uh, should we get into review time then? Yep. We've covered off everything else. Uh, chime in and give us your thoughts throughout the uh, the show, and we'll get to. I'll run through stats very crudely. Um, As I wait for my iPad to update But uh, on Friday night we kicked off 46-0 Souths over Brisbane For Brisbane uh, Payne Haas 176 run metres 41 tackles Was probably the shining light Him and Lodge who made 161 and 42 tackles Uh, The Bunnies what have we got here Latrell Mitchell two tries Campbell Graham two tries Ah, Sorry Alex Johnson two tries Graham two tries Latrell a try and a try assist Cody Walker three try assists Dane Gayguy, 253 run metres, including 50 post-contact. Cameron Murray, 220. This was sensational through the middle. Alex Johnson, 179. And leading the tackle count was Murray and Cook, both on 37 apiece. Uh, Barney, do you remember this
2: game, and uh, what do you take away from it? I do, mate. (laughs) It's (laughs) It's an absolute flogging. Broncos only... They normally give you 30 minutes of effort. They only gave us about 10 this week. Um, just a couple of stats I highlighted was 260 post-contact metres made by Souths compared to the Broncos side and um, two line breaks to 10 with the Souths making 10 line breaks. Um, Souths weren't even close to their best, I thought. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. And, um, and still did this one very easily. Um, as I said, it came back to the Broncos only giving out about 30 minutes of effort in this game uh, 10 minutes sorry instead of their usual 30 Walker and Gay Guy were terrific um, they linked up very nicely and they have done the last couple of weeks actually um, they could be anything if they if South's completely hit full gear and Latrell chimes in there as well Um Brisbane's best player of the night. There was only one uh, was in their own in goal when they passed it four times and were trying to get out of yeah. their in goal and did sweet FAL else for the rest of the night. To be honest, um, oh, and Xavier Coates chasing down the um, chasing down gay guy. That was probably another highlight for the Broncos, but they were few and far between. There wasn't much there for them. Um, half the Broncos pack was okay, but the rest of the team struggled badly. So,
0: yeah, I thought. Um... They were pretty much essentially in second gear, South. For most, of this game could have won by more. We flagged the left edge of South as a danger, and well, the right defensive edge of Brisbane didn't exist, so there wasn't much else to talk about. It was embarrassing. Uh, I don't know where else, what else you can take if you're a Brisbane fan apart from uh, Payne. Arce, is a very good, very good player, and in another team, would probably be in many people's top five in the James Fisher Harris spot. Uh, for Ollie, Matt uh, Lodge is playing. Great football. He's probably tarnished by his past, I suppose, but um, would be a handy, as a player, a handy pickup for any team, really. Uh, Ollie,
1: Yeah, it's a weird sentence to say in 2021, but I was actually pretty disappointed by the Broncos. I was tipping a a lot better an effort, especially out of the four-pack as a whole. Um, I thought that's the reason why they'd be in the game for 30, <laughs> 40 minutes, but it, it just wasn't to be. Um, South Sydney absolutely ran rough shot. Um, again, like, your Cody Walker's just an absolute masterclass display in this game. Cam Murray as well was an absolute machine. Uh, but, yeah, Brisbane, I feel like we're now back at the point with Brisbane. Um, even when they were losing early in the year, they was like, okay, there might be some hope that they come back towards the end of the year. And then they got the win over the Roosters. It's okay, they might, you know, win a few games and escape the top four, but... I think we're now well and truly back to the second half of 2020 where this team is well and truly shot. They look terrible. And, I mean, they've just brought Ben Eichen in as their head of football. Now, whether he ends up being a good head of football or not, what really is there to do right now? Like, they, they've got Reynolds coming in. They've got Branko Lee coming in. Like, what else...
2: Yeah, well, here's oh, the thing. Yeah, here. that's twelve, eighteen eight months down the track. It's a recruitment thing that he can do. Realistically, other than that, there's not much that can be done at the moment. Yeah, they're, they're I've got seriously concerns. I've got serious concerns that they win another game this year. To be honest, off the last two weeks' effort, they can't. And and I was like
0: Ollie, I thought, here we go. And we we talked about it. He said they're not far away. They're not far away. And they've gone backwards. Uh, whether there is issues now with the player group, given that last year apparently the players turned on the coach. This year, the players have already apparently turned on the coach. Uh, what's the common denominator? The players, yeah, I suppose. So there, there's issues there. They obviously try. Well, the wheels are in motion because they're pretty clean to, uh, pretty quick to try and dump off whoever they can. Um, so I don't know where they go through in the immediate future. I'd be trying to convince Payne Hart to sign as long as he can. After that, does it matter? Um, is there any like Sell Cobbo's Cobos probably got something as a winger? Erby tries hard, uh, and we mentioned the Fords that they obviously don't want. Not interested in Tavita. Uh, Alex Glenn's probably on the way out as well. They, you know, they need full forward They need a full Ford pack to go with Payne as well. Uh, you know, Casey is. Uh, T. C. has got something. K. B. Etherington might have something. You, you've now got to put stock in them and try and build something, but I suppose.
2: Yeah, you're pretty much right there. I think, mate.
0: Uh yeah, for the bunnies, like they will, some of these teams and they have an amazing draw in the next um for the rest of the season where my concern about them is their forward pack and they will get bashed by Penrith and Melbourne, but everyone they're playing they could put forty on the rest of the for the rest of the comp games for the rest of the year now with their drawer ahead. Um AJ might score twenty five tries. It could be uh, it could be scary if they really get going, and we'll see what mood Latrell turns up in some weeks because he could do it himself. But um, Riley's quite happy just cruising around and then winning games. They'll finish, I think they'll finish third, uh, and we'll be interested to see where that all lines up come seasons end. Uh, I said one is interesting because you can make a case for a few here. I had sort of three Walker or Cam Murray. And then AJ, Gay Guy and Luttrell sort of floating around that Barney, do, what do you think?
2: I had Walker with three, Gay Guy with two and Graham with one. Okay.
1: Uh, well, I would have gone uh, Walker with three, I would have, uh, Cam Murray with two and then Gay Guy with one.
0: Uh, I'm fine with that. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'll mute Barney as he uh, loses lung there. Sharks, 26, playing the Cowboys, 24, kicked us off on Friday night. Um, a weird game, a scrappy game. It looked like at times Sharks were going to run away with it. It looked like for a few minutes um, Cowboys were going to steam back into it. Uh, and I, think cow- I thought Sharks were the better team for the majority. I know people are claiming that Cowboys were unlucky not to maybe come over the top. I don't necessarily agree. Uh, I can't. Necessarily say they're consolation finishes, but um, I thought they were. Um, they're both probably on par, and I guess you got to give credit to the Sharks now that they have now what one four in a row from where they were. So yeah,
2: that's right with the buyer as well
0: yeah. with the buyer. So they're doing it right. Uh, stats wise, I'll just quickly mm-hmm. chime in: Val Holmes, two hundred and sixty-one meters with sixty-four post contact. Colefeld, one hundred and ninety-seven. Tamalolo, one hundred and sixty-seven for the Cowboys. Reese Robson, fifty-four tackles. 41 for, uh, where are we here, Uh, for Mitchell Dunn and for the Sharks, Will Kennedy, 205 metres, Jesse Ramey, 159. And where is he? Because he had a great game and he's gone. Aaron Woods, 157 metres, 27 tackles. Blake Braley, 51. Aiden Tolman, 49 metres. Um, Before I throw to you, Barney, I just want to mention Tolman and Woods. I think Aaron Woods is in as good a form as he's been in... Probably five years. I thought he was the best player yeah, this last, year, just about. I thought he
2: was his great. last couple of weeks have been tremendous going on, um, you know, what he's done over the last couple of years. And this game was probably the pinnacle of those last, I'd say the last three or four performances he's put in have been very good and um, needed by the Sharks, realistically. Uh, the big stat that I have takeaway take away with this one is, again, 55 missed tackles by the Sharks and 40 by the Cowboys. But that's not top eight material from either tide. Um Moylan missed 8 tackles everybody in the Sharks starting pack missed 4 except for Woods um, Tomlin missed 5 and Woods only missed the 1, Chambers missed 6 as well Like you can't miss 55 tackles that's the only reason the Cowboys got close I thought in this, I thought the Sharks should have put them away much earlier in this game and they didn't um, <laughs> a couple of those tries were directly from soft defence in the middle which led to them getting downfield and getting points and um, Sharks looked like they had a better structure in attack, and um, they, when they did score their points, there was some nice, there was some nice free flowing football from both sides. But at the end of it, I thought there was more poor football out of this game than there was good football, and that's pretty much my takeaway from this one. So, Ali,
1: yeah, uh, I'd have to agree that Cronulla were the better side for the most of it. It was entertaining football, um, I'd say for the most part. I, I get what Barney's saying though, in terms of the. The quality, it's just when I think now of 7th and 8th, I think of a wild, like it's well and truly now, I, I don't have a 7th and 8th because it, there are about five teams who are both have the potential to be great, have shown the potential that they could be great, but have also shown how bad they can be at different times this year and it's honestly just going to be possibly whoever gets on a run the last five weeks of the season. Um, three to five weeks who makes the the last two spots in the top eight. But these two clubs will be will be sniffing around there. Um in defeat a really good performance from Val Holmes. I think it was North Queensland standout. And then Cronala you do have the fours, but you've also got your Will Bubba Kennedys and your Blake Brayleys, I guess um you know, setting the standard in defence, which he does most weeks anyway. That's sort of becoming a bit him and his brother, sort of becoming a bit of a of a expectation for them, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'd also say as a whole, it was more of a team performance for Cronulla than for the Cowboys. they were sort of dragged a bit by Holmes, in my opinion. But um, yeah, in terms of top eight, when it when it comes time, I, I have no idea these two teams could be there. Neither of them could be. One of them could be like, I really don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, could just quickly to wrap up. Uh, yeah. I. Yes. Yeah, Kudos for Sharks winning four in a row. I think if they keep at least you know put it, out putting this effort, they will uh, effort alone finish probably eighth. Now I think compared to some of these other teams, they'll just um, outwork them. Even especially when you look at the Newcastle game, which we'll discuss soon, which was atrocious. Um, they might should just have more points in them than that. Um, they're probably the team I'll take away you know, from the last month, really, if you really had to pin one on to make finish 7th or 8th, because Canberra I had hope for, and that's wow. gone. Dra- Dragons, I don't even know what to... I can't get my head around them. Well, the thing is, the, the, drag-
1: the Dragons have an OK draw for the rest of the season, but you can't actually trust them to... That's right, <laughs> to that's right.
0: Yeah. Whereas I, th- I think you know what you're going to get from the Sharks. Uh, you can confidently say that, whether it's good enough. Uh, other teams have to play better than them to beat them, I'd say. Yeah, uh, we
1: say that but who knows in five weeks yeah, time there yeah. could be who knows the Warriors could be on a roll like
2: yeah It uh, yeah, only takes one injury one suspension um I was impressed with Dearden for his second game considering how poor he was in his first game yeah. I thought he um he did give the Cowboys a fair bit of structure which helped them at times um but yeah, I had Johnson as three points. I thought all, all the attacking structure set up by Sean Johnson and he's been tremendous since been told to go elsewhere. Uh, Woods with two points and I had um either Dearden or felt for a point. Yeah, I had I had Woods as well in there as well, so I'm
0: happy for the first two. Uh the, the couple we haven't discussed, Mulatalo's been good since he's come back. He's been and, terrific, yeah. Uh, so he would have been he was close to my one and I I've got to mention him again. Matt Boylan's been pretty good. He's got no yes. legs, but he's been good. So um, <laughs> he's playing as good as he can right now, I think. Uh, and happy, yeah. for you to, happy to say, yeah, well, do you agree with uh, Val then, I suppose, in defeat? Yeah. Or? Okay. So three we'll to Wood, two to Johnson, and one to Val. Uh, just checking the chat. Uh, Lara says, hi. Hello, baby. Um, hey, Lara. <laughs> Gara Gaz from PCTC has asked for a little less Barney's head, so we can work on that. I can't do much about the head. Um, but I've made the, hopefully made it a bit better focus. And Cooper Jobson, I assume this is for you, uh, Oracle. He sent some love notes. Wow.
2: So you, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll
1: have to get you on the show one time if you ever come, oh. come out from Tari.
2: Yeah, he can put his head up
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get to Penrith. Uh, what was the score here as I've gone 40? Penrith 38, tall. Roosters 12. After For the third game in a row, Roosters led 12-0. Uh, And then the Penrith machine finally, you know, ticked back over and got rid of the uh, couple of um, false starts and off they went. They were tremendous stats-wise, which I could have written down before I did this and said i wait for my iPad to load. It's great live vision. Dylan Edwards, 213 run metres, 2.0, 220, uh, including 71 post-contact metres, was it this game? There was a the tremendous amount where he just got tackled and suddenly just rose from the ashes and just yeah. kept running. Uh, James Fisher-Harris, 198 metres, in cl- in plus 27 tackles. For the Roosters, 201 to Tedesco, 158 to Hargraves, plus 33 tackles. Crichton-Leather tackle count for, with 46. Takiahu 39. Barney, um, they're pretty good, Penrith, I suppose.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong about that, mate. Um, I thought they showed in the last hour of this game exactly why they're rated so highly by everybody. Um, 220 post-contact metres in the positive again. um, They seem to do that most weeks. Six-force dropouts, which um, when Cleary and Llewai coming back into this side made such a big difference, you could see it from, well, basically once they took control, because the first 15 minutes was all the roosters, um, the, you know, there was a little bit of luck there with their first try, and um, but they came out flying with a whole heap of energy. And um, Penrith sort of struggled to get a, get a grip to the game for the first ten or fifteen minutes. But once they did, they took over, and there was no getting them back for the Roosters. Didn't matter what they did, um, they weren't getting back into this one. Penrith just wore away to begin with, with uh, repeat sets and constantly dropping blokes back inside. Um, and there was some really simple football that led to points but there was some really beautiful free-flowing football as well especially in the wet conditions that was terrific that just you know um, yeah some of the football was brilliant to watch from Penrith and in my opinion if they play like that for 60 to 80 minutes of any game I don't care who they're playing um, yeah I don't think you're gonna you're not gonna beat them you'd have to do some some sort of miraculous You'd have to have a miraculous game to beat them if they're playing like that because I can't see anyone matching them with playing at that kind of uh, that 60 minutes they put in. I, I haven't seen a performance like that this year. Any of you boys? Uh, I can think of one. There's a pretty good one the next night, but that's about it. No. Um,
0: against that standard of opposition, no.
1: Well, the thing is that the Roosters... Possibly are a top four side still this year. Um, we, you were talking about South before as well. Look at what Penrith and Melbourne did to them. Um, you look at Melbourne have even they didn't demolish them, but they ended up beating the Roosters pretty handily as well. Just goes to show how and a couple good of these I'll, two teams are
0: a couple of halves from Tommy Turbo. Probably be as close But that's a one person performance Well
1: you, you look at the Even with Turbo in the squad You, you saw them go up against Penrith Earlier this year And while it wasn't a flogging Penrith was still the team In yeah, control They're right. the team that's who's come closest Then Turbo still had a really good game But they're the team who's probably Come closest I to controlling him Even in hindsight
0: I'd suggest that Was a pretty accurate reflection Of where those two teams match up yeah, At,
1: at the, this they, point in time. They beat Thanos at this bit At this point With the Infinity Gauntlet full Um But yeah, Penrith as well, the machine, as you talk about it, just started ticking and pretty much every player had a really good game, at least in attack. They were just absolutely on. There were the couple of um, exceptions for the Roosters who remained good throughout. I thought Crichton definitely won, Tedesco the other. But other than that, uh, it was just an absolute Penrith masterclass and realistically, you, you could sort of take your pick from the Penrith side for who's in the conversation oh, for three, two, one? but oh, th- there are a couple who I think I think, think um,
2: Lockie Lamb probably deserves a mention out of the Roosters side as well I thought he was um quite good in a team that was soundly beaten so yeah.
0: uh, I, well clearly gets three that was again he just takes control he needs to take control he's the best I don't know if I said this last week or we said when we were having a beer but he's the best at knowing when to do what he just knows when he needs to run knows when he needs to kick knows when he let. he's happy to let Lui take the reins for 15 minutes uh, he just doesn't seem to get those decisions wrong at all, um at least yet and uh from there they 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 grow off him they what Penrith do and I've talked about it a lot I've talked about it for eighteen months is when they needed to just rest the momentum back, all they played for was repeat sets. And I don't actually understand why it's that hard for other clubs to follow suit. Like, I don't know why it's so hard for some of these clubs that lose momentum and just don't know how to get it back to just go, well, you know what? We're just going to grubber in the end goal for the next five sets no matter what to build pressure, and that'll lead this. They play 15 minutes in the first half to score twenty five points, in the, 24 points in the second half because they just went repeat, set, repeat, set. I think it was six in a row. The only play was Grubber, get it back, let's go again. They dropped the kick to the second row. They dropped everything else. They just played repeat set footy, and it, that's what earns them those points in the second half. And I'm just surprised other clubs don't. The, the Grubber isn't a play for half these clubs, and when some of these clubs don't have kicking games, it seems, why aren't they playing it? I just It shouldn't be that hard, but anyway. Um, yeah, the benchmark, anything else to add?
2: Uh, not realistically, I thought Yo had another outstanding game. Mm. Um, he seemed to have he seemed to have improved again since Origin. Um, he was already going really well, but since Origin, he's just seemed to have grown another leg. Um, I had Cleary with three, Yo with two, and Tuo with one.
0: Yeah, uh, the only one I would throw in would be Fish outside of the three you've mentioned, but I'm fine with that three. Ollie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, the only thing I want to mention about Penrith, we've seen it with Melbourne. What Penrith haven't had to deal with yet and why they've been on top for so long is some adversity. Like if they lost to Luai for a season, we don't know how much each chunk of that team... Right now, for two years, they've been very lucky. And then we saw Origin, they're a different team. I'm not serious saying yeah. they're going to lose six players. But if, obviously, they lose clear, I think they're stuffed. They're but if you you don't know where all those little pieces add up to a big piece, if that makes sense, sure. Mark? Whereas we know yeah, if Melbourne... Fine. You know, they've got the hooker covered. They've got uh, Ford's coming out the backside. They've got, obviously, Nico Hines is not a bad player. Um, and they're missing arguably who the form fullback of the comp at the time we went down in Pappenhausen. So we've seen that from Elbridge. Haven't seen adversity yet from Penrith. That's the only... Not a concern because it might yeah. not happen. They might be blessed and it would never be an issue. That's something I was thinking about.
1: I, I'd, I'd just have to think they could probably lose 2-3 to three and be... At least okay. We we could still see. Th- so even if a Cleary drops out, but if you got a Luai and Burton there, that's probably still enough to get them in terms how of far winning a finals. Comp? But yeah, yeah right. winning, winning a comp. But
0: there's two blokes. I think they yeah. can't lose, and that's yeah. Cleary and it's Fisher Harris. Yeah, I think they're the two. Um, and then you can add the rest up however you want. But I think if they lost either of them, they would have. That'd be a, a half a step off, possibly even more. Uh, let's get to a less than inspiring game. Newcastle 10 beat the Warriors 6 on the Saturday afternoon. This was a this would be in the conversation for one of the worst five games of the year. Both teams had chances. Neither team seemed to know how to take any advantage of the chances. I know there's some rusty players at Newcastle. But um, both teams to me were very underwhelming. UN8 uh, can lead the run metres for... The Warriors with 186 Reese Walsh, 178 RTS, 46 uh, Torhu Harris, 57 tackles again Josh Curran, 47 For Newcastle Syafidi, 207 run metres Including 81 post contacts To go with his 29 tackles Mitch Barnett, 158 Barnett, 35 tackles Braley, 33 um, They'll probably be in discussion for Points when we get to that part of the year uh, Chat, but both these teams I think were just very underwhelming, and I think the Warriors have been disappointing actually for yeah. the last month, to be honest. Ollie,
1: yeah, well, I was about to say, I don't know what's really happened to them because I mean, you're still getting really good performances, in my opinion, from your East Walshes and your two advisors, checks, but we're no longer seeing the players jump on the back of that for the most part and helping them go on with it. Because I'm sorry, the way Newcastle have played for the majority of this year. The Warriors really should beat them, but they didn't. They yep. they just did not get a, a, on the back of what Reese Walsh and Roger Tavareshek really, for the most part, were trying to do, and it, it was just a real disappointment because they're a team who they should be in the top eight this year. They've made one final series since making the grand final in 2011. They finally got a side that I think's well rounded enough to at least be a top eight side, and that, similar to the Titans. The Titans more so the start of the year and sort of throughout. The Warriors are now... They're a bit of a disappointment because, yeah, they really should be up there with the top teams and realistically pushing for sixth, I'd say. But, they, yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think... And the concerning thing for me is if you take RTS out of this team next year, they're actually going to go back because he's their best player. He's still doing everything he can in his power, playing on the wing and everywhere else. Uh, taking him out is a is a such a blow, and I can't see how they're going to fill that hole, even with with Rhys Walsh, and obviously getting um, Harris Davedia and everyone else back next year. But if if they don't improve on this, and I don't know, I can't quite. I know they've got DWZ going over there, but you know, here's who he is. I don't quite know where they go next year beyond finishing twelfth next year again. A, a tough twelfth, but they're going to get beaten because at the moment they can't score more than. Eighteen points, and
1: how often in the past decade have the Warriors finished a twelfth, thirteenth, or fourteenth? Yeah, and just been not crap, not great, but just bang yeah, on just, average, just there, yeah. irrelevant side.
2: Barney. Yeah, well, um, this year they've built most of their success on high completion rates, and in this one they were down around the sixty-eight percent, which is um, you know most teams generally struggle when they get down below seventy percent completion, um, and you know the Newcastle had 40 sets out of 47 so they only had the 7 incomplete whereas the Warriors only completed 30 out of their 44 which is a pretty big difference um also, 43 tackle busts by Newcastle. So that's 43 missed tackles from the Warriors compared to 15 out of Newcastle. Like, good luck winning a game when you're missing three times as many tackles and giving away twice as many errors as like seven errors to 13. It's you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Um, <clears throat> their halves generally you're sort of hit and miss most of the time anyway. So if you ha- you throw in a 50% strike rate with their halves, scoring points on top of all that other rubbish, you're not going to get close to winning games. They're probably lucky they played Newcastle, to be honest. They deserve to be flogged. They were pretty bad. Um, and they sort of got away away with this one, to be honest. I thought that they were in a position where they should have got smacked. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most other teams in the, in the comp probably would have smacked them. Um, it was a pretty hard game to get involved with, really. Uh, there was a good tr- try saver from Brayley when he ran down Walsh was a good good moment in the game. Um, but the other, realistically, other than that, the kick that bounced off the goalpost from Nikurima, and maybe Clifford's forty twenties, they were really they were pretty much the only highlights out of this uh, this entire game. Um, yeah. There's, They were the best parts of a a game that was really a stinker. Um, Pierce added a little bit of structure, but nothing to get excited about for both teams, really, at the end of this one. big Uh, big Daniel Siofidi with three points. Um, Pierce with... Oh, sorry, Tohu Harris with two and Pierce with the one.
0: I had the first two you just said. I thought Jake Braley would be in conversation for one as well, but I'm okay, Pierce. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Which one? I'd better go with Bradley. Oh, Bradley! No, oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. uh, our man uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon had an interesting day out. I think he had first three Sydney. touches. He dropped the ball. Then it was a sin bin because it this game. and then yeah, you got sin yeah. bin, and then yeah. scored a try. So, um, big day out for captain pot plant there. Uh, twenty two twenty dragons over the raiders it was the five thirty game for the raiders uh, for the. Dragons one hundred fifty six run meters. Jack Dabell led that. Ben Hunt one hundred forty nine to go with his try assist, uh, five tackle busts, three line breaks, and two line break assists. Uh, that, that was from Ben Hunt. Uh, Raiders Simmonson two hundred thirty four run meters, including sixty post contacts. P- Papa Ihi one hundred eighty six run meters and twenty nine tackles. Uh fifty one tackles through the middle for Josh Hodgson and fifty-five for McCulloch. Two hookers led the way there. Uh well the faders were back. It looked like they were had this game, I thought, in control for a long part of the first time, and even four minutes after half time when Tarpanay pretty much wandered over. I thought, okay, gates are open here, and then that was the end of the Raiders. Barney, what do you make of this?
2: Yeah, pretty much exactly what you said there, mate. Um <clears throat> The stats were pretty much even in this game with the scoreline like that. You'd expect them to be pretty close. Um, I, the Raiders, man, they're dead set trying to lose fucking every game that they play at the moment. Like, yeah. how can you be that bad in the second half every single week? Like, they were lucky the Dragons bombed a couple of tries in the first half. Otherwise, they would have got smacked.
0: I don't. I just don't get how it happened. Like, it's it can't be fitness. Surely, it's like it's not fitness now. It's not. It has to be attitude. I wouldn't think so, sure, no, not attitude. with the amount of game
2: time. Yeah. And that jersey was fucking shit. Oh, I really was, that <laughs> it was. Really a it was. like that Raiders They should get – uh,
0: that's one of the slaps, actually. I should have written it down. That jersey, it was – um again, that was bat- a flashback to when Parramatta played in the training shirt. That was legit <laughs> yeah. a tra- – that was a warm-up shirt.
1: The, the worst thing was, too, um, they really should have worn their home jersey because it was a primarily – why well, couldn't white work wear what it. up against a primarily yeah. white yeah. jersey as well? Like, why would you go out of your way to wear an away jersey that looks like the other team's home jersey? That's the complete opposite point, like literal opposite point of an away jersey.
2: Yeah. So, um, the, um, why the Raiders didn't have a shot at forty twenty in the first half? I don't know. You have a look at that bomb that they kicked, and it, the thing went twenty meters backwards because yeah. the wind was blowing that hard. And then the dragons come out and kick two really nice forty twenties, which turned the momentum like very in a very important times in that second half, and probably got the dragons the win realistically. Yeah, well,
0: and um, actually considering
2: I'll... that you've got a, an ex-half running the show, like surely the message got sent out to somebody.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I couldn't work out that. Um for a, apart from the 240 20s for a game with such wind that, that for a game where wind had visibly visibly had an effect visibly had an effect I'll get that out yes neither of neither team really used it
2: apart from that it was it was weird like yeah. um it was strange so I, I, someone like cleary would have been kicking on the third tackle every bloody set and yeah. just like if they're in their own half just drilling it down the over end and then start again like yeah yeah anyway <laughs> whitten and hodgson were good uh, Weir and Ira and Whitehead weren't bad, but the rest of the Dragons team you can, I can, uh, the rest of the Raiders team you can get rid of right. realistically the way they're going. Um, that's all you can say. Dragons halves played some nice footy, and most of their forward pack was fairly solid. But yeah, do you have anything talk, anything
0: else
1: to talk about from this game? Oh well, it's a great second half from the Dragons. I think Ben Hunt. Mellon truly played himself into an origin jumper. Um, if he hadn't already, he probably would be there anyway off the bench or out of necessity. And I guess, yeah, Canberra, wow, well, just... I mean... Si- Simonson, for whatever reason, has been on fire, at least in attack the past few weeks at fullback. Um he ran a lot. I mean. but he didn't have a,
0: He didn't look dangerous a lot. I thought like he was around and he was okay. Yeah. But and his his defense
1: is also pretty poor. Yeah. So, but that th- that's the only real thing I can add.
0: I, I, I yeah, they're just, they're ordinary. You can't you can't take them on Facebook. I'm sure they'll all click one day. But we're getting further down the path where they're not going to click now, and we don't need to worry about them. Um, you mentioned the four. I would mention. Uh, I don't need to say any more. They're the only four I'd want to take <laughs> out of the game. Uh,
2: Hunt with three points, yep. McCulloch with two, and Hodgson with one.
0: Yeah, I. For th- me? Yeah, the other two I'll throw up. Whitehead was good. I thought Whitehead was close to their best, and Haru Renaro, but he you know, went missing. Like they all did, they all go missing for half an hour. so
2: well, Ollie, who gets your one point, mate?
0: Uh, you could chuck. i throw Hodg- I'm happy with Hodgson. You know. I'm
1: happy with Hodgson as well. I was just maybe an honourable mention to I guess to Bellin, just about his best. Uh, and Paul back. Vaughan, actually.
0: Yeah. Uh, we didn't mention yep. him. He was good off the bench. He had his best game in about a month. Uh, so we didn't answer anything. So three Hunt, two. Um, Who do you say McCulloch. for two? McCulloch. McCulloch. And one to, Uh We'll Hudson. go, we'll go Hodgson. Yep. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, you right, Barney? Just keep soldering on. Nearly there. Yeah, mate. I'll, I'll die in about 20 minutes. We'll be good. Yeah, we'll be done by then. That's good. Uh, we can live stream it. That'll be good views.
2: <laughs> there you go Choked to death You go viral My Tony uh, They're uh, good <laughs> uh, 66
0: to 16 uh, The Kenny Calendar score Five tries in the first 15 minutes For the Storm oh, I don't even know how these stats can look Kamakamika mm-hmm. led the red the, the metres 160 from and 156 uh, Hughes two tries, two tries Six line breaks As uh, that lines back up Two li- uh six tackle busts, Two line breaks. Two line break assists. Remus Smith. Two tries. Uh, tackle wise, Kafusi uh, had to make twenty-four tackles foot poor bugger. Um, <laughs> what do we say about this game? And like what can you say? I was laughing. I was cheering a hundred by twenty minutes in because they <laughs> were embarrassing. Were. And your multi uh, got up. And my multi got up, so that was fine. They mm. just carved them up from day uh, from point dot. The Tigers. It's not just. What do you say Like there's not even Even one on one There's not intensity From tacklers They're not hitting people No one's even trying To lift them Luciano All those folks weren't completely missing it Wasn't just defensive reads They didn't want to be there They were done What can I say So I enjoyed a good team Playing good footy Um, That's about it Brendan Smith continues His hot form And Hughes was good And um, they're entitled to be Because the Tigers stink Barney
2: yeah, again, 200 post-contact metres, more for the Storm. Um, 12 line breaks to three and 40 tackle busts to 14. It's Yeah, it's not a good night when that's happening. And then your fullback misses seven tackles as well. So I know they scored 12 tries, but... <laughs> 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 um, that's, the Tigers pack were embarrassed, man. They haven't yep. been embarrassed like that all season and they were just torn apart. Um, it started in the second minute of the game as you alluded to and it didn't stop for the rest of this for the next 78 minutes it was a grade versus ed grade for the rest of the night um this is easily the tigers worst performance for probably a couple of years i think yeah. and um it would have been close to the worst performance of anybody from this season um it was disappointing to see and as a supporter if i was the supporter i'd be extremely disappointed um i've always had a bit of a soft spot for the tigers but i, I wouldn't you know I'd be extremely fucking upset if I was a supporter of their team after this one. Um, yeah, as I said, they just dominated all over the field, and yeah, what, what can what else can you say?
0: Yeah. Well, and think people are whinging about the Tavita pen guy. Oh, well, he's not the right guy. At least a Peng guy would have got fight, like said, tried to knock someone's head off or something just to get going.
2: Um, yeah, just a few tackle busts or something.
0: Some, well, and we saw that, especially, we saw him do it against Penrith. We saw him do it against some of these teams where he single handedly just said, Well, okay, if, if my pack's going to be embarrassed, at least I'll hold my head high. Whereas no one there. Yeah. He, and when you've got a, a pack full of. And they've been okay, but when you've got your Tamos and Twiles and. Honor uh, was, Rana sort was of, the best, but. Yeah. yeah, well, and that's right. He's got a little bit of flair, but. The, Robots just get pulled apart by quality packs, I suppose, and it got shown up. Um, they're they're pretty close to Brisbane level. I'll be honest. Now um, you can have any hope you want. They're pretty close to Brisbane level. Of they're four or five years away. They need to clean out ten blokes from this roster. Good um, morning, like it, yeah. You, you know you can't keep Karen Roberts. You can't keep. Any day you can't have Mabai by Brooks. Uh, you can't keep having. Sort of these blokes in the same team and expect to not be towered up every second week. So that's all I want to say about this game. Um Melbourne are a good team. I think they're the I think they're the team that'll win the comp. Um, I liked watching them play, Ollie.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, not too much I can add, Really okay. to what's Fair been enough. summed up.
0: Um, yeah, take your point for three. Three probably Hughes, yeah. two cheese and you know, Kamakamika, Harry. Fin- we didn't even mention Harry. He came on and did some dancing. James um, Roberts, or uh, Fanookin, <laughs> So,
2: any thoughts? I either? had Hughes for three, Fanookin for two, and Grant for one. I just left the cheese out because he um, only played half an hour. Yeah, but no, fair enough. We're gonna have Fenukin
0: too, then. No, that's a good <laughs> point. He was in his <laughs> when he came on half time in his casual gear. Yeah, I was yeah, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But in that and half yeah, hour, he, did, Grant sort yeah.
2: of he scored and set one up yeah, as well, and enough. played that's a little comment. bit longer.
0: But um, in that half hour, Cheese had uh, a, t- a try, a try assist, uh, a tackle bust, a line breaker, line break assist, and um, sixteen tackles. Uh, but yeah, I'm fine with what you just said. Then uh, S- Parramatta 36 defeated the Dogs 10. Uh, pretty scrappy first half of footy from Para uh, from both teams, but. Uh, Bulldogs actually led at the uh, halftime break and then they finally got their uh, shit together. Parramatta, puppy, he was outstanding, 234 metres, including 100 post contact metres, 29 tackles. Gutho, 195 metres. Sean Lane off the bench, 185 metres. Uh, Nathan Brown, 171 metres to go with his 40 tackles, which was um, a, a, as good a game as he's played. He actually got him going. In terms of like I just said about someone trying to fire up the Tigers forward pack, that's what Nathan Brown does. It's his job in that team. And mm-hmm. he does it as good as he does it at club level as good as anyone. Um, Aaron Schooper in 115 metres and Jerry Marshall King made 50 tackles. Josh Jackson 42, Dory 41. Uh, Ollie, did you see this game to take much out of it?
1: Yeah, I was actually quite, up opti- in a weird way, I was quite optimistic about the Bulldogs after that first half. Like usually underdog teams are in front at time, and we'll get to a game in a moment where that was the case. But, and usually we think, okay, the team's going to come back and beat them, but Parramatta weren't really showing me too much that they were going to come back and beat them. The Bulldogs looked hot and I thought, okay, maybe they're building a little something here and it'll end up being a close game at the very least. But, yeah, a bit of a drop-off by the Bulldogs in the second half and, again, Parramatta getting their shit together was um, quite influential in the end and, yeah... uh, One player I want to mention, at least from the Bulldogs as well, we've spoken about him the past couple of weeks, ever since Melbourne have been interested in him. Uh, Nick Meaney, a great attacking and I think defensive effort. I don't think he missed a tackle in the game as well. And it looks like, I don't know, he's playing for a Melbourne contract. And I think, as I said on the show last week, if you find out Melbourne are interested, you're going to start playing your ass off so you can move to that great club.
0: Well, he—I uh, think Gumpy said it well. He said Melbourne don't sign peanuts, so you know he's got some Billy. And we said it um, every time he's played one for Bulldogs. He's, I can't recall him ever letting him down. He's got pace, so you imagine if anyone's going to get the best out of him, it'd be Mister um, Bellamy, Barney.
2: Yeah, a couple of stats here: five line breaks to one for Parramatta, and twenty-seven tackle busts to thirteen. Um, I was I was super impressed with the Dogs. I don't think it was more a case of the Dogs falling off in the second half. I think it was just Parramatta got into their groove finally. Um, the Dogs the, the Dogs tried hard, they all, they do pretty much every week, but um, and they were probably the better team in that first half but uh, Parramatta just didn't really sort of mismatch and they were dropping balls that they shouldn't have and just didn't sort of click. And then as soon as the second half started, they clicked. Um they hit their stride and then just, it's just the story for the Dogs is they just don't have enough class out in their halves or out wide. They just don't have enough guys that can score points when they need to score points. Their pack pretty much um, matches it with most of them that are going around at the moment and um, that's, again, they did this and I thought they were probably better than the Parapak for a good part of this game. Um, I think they deserve a lot of praise for what they did in this game. Um Jeremy Marshall King again um, last two weeks he's been the dog's best player I think and um, yeah he wasn't he was was on his own uh, Thompson and Jackson were good and their halves were okay but um, as I said once the Eels got on a roll they were just way too strong um, Nathan Brown was tremendous as you said coming off that back fence um, Moses got into his bully mode and started putting on some nice plays there. Actually, with some good kicking and some good short passing to set up um, set up most of the points for Parramatta. Uh, just you know, the Dogs' backlines line's just not equipped to go with most other teams. And the Eels' backline wasn't great in this one either. But um, once they got the roll through the middle, Parramatta just took the momentum and ran with it, and that was game over.
0: Yeah, yeah, you summed up pretty well there. Um, yeah, like you said, Moses. Once they got Six ahead, well, Moses decided he was going to play again, which was good, and um, off he went. Uh, Yeah, you summed up pretty well the Bulldogs, actually, because even someone like Jack Hazard, and he's been a bit maligned, but he's playing pretty good footy. Josh Jackson's playing as good as he's played, um, or can play in that team. Uh, And your Dories and and Co are starting to come to the party a little bit more. They just, hopefully, they're building something for next year. Um, And if they play, if they effort that, if they turn up with that sort of effort, then uh, I think they can beat... um, some of the teams we, we've talked about already tonight. So uh, three points I gave to Papahi,
2: two to yep. Brown, one to Gutho, Barney. I had Moses, Papali'i, and Jeremy Marshall King, but do as you will.
1: I think Papali'i, Brown, and Gutho for me um, are yep. interchangeable, but the three have got to be there. That's just me. Yeah, okay. So I'm happy with that.
0: All right, we'll go with that. So you're Papali, 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 three. Papali, Brown, and Gutho or Moses.
1: I'd go Gutho personally.
0: We all would go gutho personally, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, let's wrap up the uh, day.
1: I've just realised I've got You're something off? in the all oven. Right, that's fine. Yeah. Um, mm. Your head is. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Turbo. Uh,
0: 56 to 24. Uh, the Seagulls, what was it, 24 8, eight at half time. And they looked mm. pretty good, the Titans, for that uh, half. Yeah, they did. I thought they were the better team, clearly. Mm. Uh, I don't actually understand because t- obviously the Tigers have coped Flak, and this is not a defence of Tigers in any way, shape or form, but, geez, the Tigers have coped it this week. But it's like, no, everyone just forgot that the Titans conceded 48 points in 40 minutes as well, which is actually the worst half. I didn't. Well, weird, <laughs> yeah, didn't. I did But like I don't know why no question's been asked. You want to know
1: why? Because people are talking about how good Tommy Turbo's performance yeah. was above all else, and if it wasn't for him, to be honest, I, I think they still come back and win, definitely, and probably do so by about at least 12 points, but I think Turbo's
2: the one who really put him to the sword. Uh, just quickly, for Fafita... 100... Oh, he was just running into holes, though. Yes. The fucking holes were there, and they were massive. Anyone with decent pace would have ran through those fucking holes. Yep. Like, he wasn't stepping blokes and knocking them over and shit like that. He was just running through holes. Well, hold those that thought for a second. massive holes that are there every week.
0: Uh, for feeder 162 metres. Mo, 156 in uh, 40 minutes, and he played half a game. That might have helped. Uh, for seagulls, a uh, lot of these would have been running. Uh, Paseca, one hundred eighty-six, and Tapao one hundred seventy-six. Run metres were the leaders there. Tommy Turbo three tries, three try assists, six tackle busts, two line breaks, three line break assists. Um, you are right. Keep going on your rant there, Barney, and I'll join you in a sec.
2: Exactly, man. What the fuck was this game of football? The first twenty minutes was all manly. Next twenty was all the Titans. Um. And then the second half was manly, manly, and then six more tries to fucking manly. Like, <laughs> <the> <laughs> Titans just turned it up. And fucking, they, I don't know, it's Kelly, it's Herbert, it's Sammy. Week after week, they all miss four tackles. I think one of them missed five. Um, they just watch blokes run past them. Half the time, they don't even try to put a hand on them. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Tino, yep. Fofita and Pichi are probably the three that deserve a mention and probably realistically the only three that had a really good game in this one um, for the Titans. Fogarty was okay and it generally is week after week. Um, there wasn't really anyone who dominated, the, dominated this game either apart from Tommy. And then he fed his two wingers who ate really well on the, <laughs> in the afternoon. Like Garrick and Saab just lapped it up. Getting, you know, uh, and a lot of, like, you know... Tommy gets lauded with a lot of it, but as I said, a lot of it was just running through holes, and yep. then that, he gives the last pass to a winger who just strolls over because the fucking defence is deplorable.
0: Yeah. And when he is him, he's a big enough body to hit those three-quarter holes, and he smashes them. And push through it. And yeah. like his, la- was his last try, which ha- like, how do you, how- seriously, how do you, I don't care who you are, how do you take five defenders with you? Like, that is... <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's, um, I agree, like, yeah, great performance, he's obviously red hot, but to go around and say, he's, you know, we should rename the Clive Churchill medal after him based on beating up this team. He's, he's Dude, the hottest player um, running around at
2: the moment, like, But yeah. be honest. But, but
0: how this... How this um, t- and maybe it's because of the Titans and no one cares before due respect, Ollie? but maybe that's how it's easy for you, your mainstream Sydney-centric media to yeah. bash the Tigers all week. Um, again, not a defence, they deserve it. But how no one questioned a 48-0 yeah. second half... Uh, when this backline, marzu has got something. He'll be someone. He's got a bit of size. He's injured now, but uh, that's true. Uh, but the rest of them,
1: uh, Campbell had a, a really good first half. I thought. I, he, I, I on a couple of occasions he owned well turbo, and I thought, wow. But you
0: may as well move him into the centers. To be honest, once AJ's back, you may as well play him at center because he can't go any worse than what's there, uh, and he might give you some attacking stuff. Peachy when he had when he has his tail up, he looked like you know he looked like classic uh, Peachy for a bit, but then they just disappeared. Um. Yeah. Ordinary. No effort for Fida. Had what's this? The third or fourth time he's had 150 run metres and tackle busts in the first half, and then doesn't touch a ball second half. Um, we saw it against South. We saw it. Um, there's been another game. Um. He's on the bench for Origin. Probably the right place to have him. So whatever. But um, as you said, Barney. Very ordinary. Um. What can you say? Like, is there, What can you say? Probably N-
1: not much. I mean. It's weird because we've arguably versed well we have versed three of the top six sides in the past three weeks and for at least a half or at least a period of the game we've matched them and looked better than them and then other than that it's just been absolute disappointment. I mean the the period against Melbourne was probably the best game in in a weird way because Melbourne had players out but against the Roosters that first half was just crap and then the second half they got going due to um, the submitting of Ben Marshke really, at then at just against Manly. I, I messaged you guys at half-time and I said I can't wait for the Manly comeback in the second half because it's just what happens. It's going to be interesting. In two weeks, the Titans are versing the Raiders, so Canberra will probably put 40 on them in the first half and the Titans will probably put 40 on them in the second half, Like, and then whoever ends up in the lead at the end will win because that's just... It's going to be a, a crap game but a high-scoring one. Uh.
2: Yeah. Any other thoughts, Barn? No man. I had Tom with three, Garrick with two, and I gave for Feeder the one. I thought he was the best from the Titans. Uh, Persecca Pesekka or Olakatow both good. Yeah, there. I'm happy with that, Ethan
0: as well. No, nah, I Titans don't deserve it. That's like giving. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. Stuff. That's like giving little a point for making sixty tackles. <laughs> um, they yeah, Persecca and Olakatow. They you know mainly are building something, but um, we'll see where that something is. Just a quick thought, given the comeback you mentioned against Easts, a question for both of you. Are Easts, and what we saw as a follow-up, are Easts on a downward spiral? Are they who they are? Um,
2: is injury finally catching up, burn Oh, yeah, I think they're getting a bit tired, mate. Yeah. Um, they're getting a bit loose in the middle there. Um, and against the better teams, obviously, it's going to show up. They've got enough there to cover the you know the bottom 10 or 12 teams. with They'll they'll get through most of the time, but there is a you know, you can see it is starting to catch up there. But
0: I think
2: half the time they'll get away with it. Yeah, (laughs) well,
0: to me, those four blokes on the field for him just to go back to the Penrith game and that was Hargreaves, Takiyahu, while I was on the field, uh, Crichton, and then Teddy. And I think obviously that's enough against most teams, but I think they're. I think cracks are coming, and I'm
2: pretty concerned yeah. now by the end of the year where they might be. I think be. they're sort of hanging on a little bit. Their yeah. defence isn't, isn't what it's been the last couple of years. Yeah, but yeah. Um, anyway, A good just, team to show it up,
1: though. you only
0: thought so. of that just because you mentioned the comeback last time. Uh, anything to add?
1: Um, I, I do think they are getting tired, and things are going to get harder for them. I don't see an absolute drop-off, though. As you sort of alluded to, they, they're still going to beat most sides in the competition, which... Could see them at most, maybe escape with fourth. Most likely, you, you're probably thinking fifth or sixth. Yeah, they're, I... they they're just gonna they're just gonna finish fifth or sixth. But yeah, it, it's always the factor of the quality of your players, like your Teddy's and your Taekaho's when he when he's on. Um, your two in the fourth pack, and it it, it honestly depends depends on who Sam Walker's up against too, because certain teams he'll just tear to shreds.
0: Yeah, I um, the more I've sort of thought about it, and I was quite—I've obviously been very critical of Souths, but they keep winning and scoring points. But um, unless you are playing Melbourne or Penrith, the big forward pack doesn't necessarily count. Like it doesn't matter this year, and I can see Souths if they got a role against uh, the Roosters, um, putting points on this Roosters team, not necessarily a full strength one. And I think Parramatta can potentially bully this team if they all turn up and play that vein. I think their their forward pack can do enough to counter the three forwards I mentioned, to where it, it just puts Teddy out of the game. And uh, so I, I think Manly, realistic, and, and Manley's close. Manly um, would be a good game. I, I'm almost moving Roosters to six, and I'm saying Souths. And even based on the draw, Souths and Power are three and four now. Uh, Souths might finish second, you know, because they've got such a great draw and uh, can be in that, Not, – I'm not saying should be. I'm just saying they're a chance if there's I, I a think misstep along the way.
1: Whoever it is, I'm not giving a prediction right now, but either Penrith or Melbourne, I think, are going to lose one more game. Or well, around 20. And it's around 20, whoever does. Yep. And I think. So that okay.
0: probably decides the minor premiership, really. Yep.
1: Uh, very interesting. Uh, peanut of the Week, have you got one, only? Uh I do. Well, actually, they'd, uh, I've unfortunately been able to choose from a fair bit, but I'm going to uh, stick to the original one from the other night on my Tevita Pengai Junior post. Now, I'll obviously spoke to you guys about this bloke. Basically, I'm not going to go through the whole conversation. I'm just going to emphasise the bit um, where the peanut reoccurred. But basically, it was me who I think TPJ's had a good season. I think we've all agreed we all had him in our New South Wales origin set up against someone who probably doesn't watch rugby league and has only really heard about TPJ and what he's done. He's lazy football from probably last year and two years ago and hasn't watched too many Broncos games this year. Nevertheless... Um, One of this person's replies to my comment was, you know, it's just those little lazy things that he does and only people who really know the game notice it. So apparently me and you two as well, because you both believe he's a good player, uh, don't actually watch rugby league and don't actually know the game. So I thought, okay, um, I wanted this bloke to explain, you know, how TPJ's been bad this year and, you know, how he's been lazy and I was thinking, okay, as someone he's inferring to himself as someone who knows the game, he's probably going to be able to pick p- specific examples from specific games that he's watched. What did he come back with? Last night on NRL 360, they highlighted three lazy plays from this year. Ah, okay. So you watched NRL 360 once, where they went out of their way to micro-look at three plays in 15 rounds. And that's all you could come up with. Yeah. And add up anything to add, Barney?
2: No, she said, mate, it's 15 rounds. You could pick any. You could pick the best of the best and they're going to have three moments. So, you know, they're going to be caught on tape that you'd, they'd wish nobody had seen. Yeah. So I, I think it's just,
0: yeah. People get too carried away with, um, like, the game takes all sorts. He's allowed to be a, a flash player and be a very good flash player without having to make... And, and you know, I was just critical of Dave Fafita too, so, you know, I guess put him in the same category. Um... You know they're not there to make forty-five tackles, so um, they can't all be as IEO or Angus Crichton or Cam Murray. So uh, they can be very good at what they do. It's then how you harness that. A good coach would harness that, right? If if you put Pengai into that um, Melbourne Storm team, what's he going to do to some teams? Exactly. So
2: it's a lot of the night. comment also comes around his penalties, which he doesn't. He hasn't given away anywhere near as many as no. he has no. in previous years this year and his defense and his um his defense is up close to 90 percent efficiency so i don't know where all, this, it, it, no. all these comments come from 90 come, 90, from, well, come 2. from previous years but
0: yeah sometimes it's harder to shake a perceived um sometimes harder to shake to shake a stereotype than it is to um, well i
1: guarantee yeah. mo- most people now a couple of people had valid arguments as to why he's probably not as good as I was hoping him up to be. However, a lot of the comments that I saw, you could just look and go, you've maybe watched one, two Brisbane games this year and that's it. And just to add to your point where you're talking about, you could look at pretty much any player and probably pick out three (laughs) lazy moments or moments where they've been off kilter a bit. It'd be a lot harder to do so than TPJ, obviously, but you could probably look at Tom Travojevic and, there's probably somewhere there, yeah. three occasions where he's done something a little stupid or a, li- a little bit wrong. Nathan Cleary as well. Like, nobody's perfect. Well, I just, um,
0: I just wrapped uh, Angus Crichton in the same sentence. I think the last three weeks he's missed probably five tackles, and I've still said he's yeah. in the best two or three yeah. players on the field. But yeah, well, You could pick ridiculous. any
2: player in the game yeah. and then t- just show them every ball they've dropped this year or every tackle, put it in a 10, 20-second clip, and it's going to look like shit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
1: well, well, the thing is, too, as people as well, and this is just – our brains, we're wired to think negatively before we think positively. So if someone brings up something positive or someone that's had a great game, most of the time you'll get someone going, oh, yeah, but they made a mistake. Oh, yeah, but they did this wrong. Okay, does that completely take away from the 200 running metres, whatever? Well,
0: this goes back to the the root of all pan-outism, which is people don't want to admit they're wrong. So they'd rather go down with the ship than actually... Say, oh, yeah, no, fair enough. Anyway, um, we need to get on to our last couple of points. Uh, Do you have a slap this week, Ollie? A slap
1: this week? I think I'm going to slap my own team. Surprise, surprise.
0: Yep, very good. The Titans, sorry, I can't find my sound effects. So a slap for the Titans. <laughs> slap for the Titans. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll go hard. We need to throw pot plants in as well, so I'll I'll trade you. I'll slap the Tigers and I'll pop plant the Titans. And uh, you can. You I'll can, pop plant <laughs> the Tiger. There you go. Have you got one of each, man? <laughs> Beautiful.
2: Oh, may, may as well slap the Sharks as well. Why not? It's just, I've mentioned it time and time again that how they get lazy in defense at the back end of games and let in a whole heap of missed tackles through the middle. Need to fix that. And my pop plant Sam Williams. Um, yeah. The bloke played 80 minutes, had one run for eight metres. Made nine tackles, missed four, made a pretty basic error. And as I said, didn't even have a crack at a 40-20. Like surely he's smart enough to know that the wind's blowing the fucking thing 20, 30 metres down the field. Have a crack at a 40-20 and try and do something.
0: Very good. Uh, That's a good pop plan actually. Some of these, uh, there's been some genuine pop plan efforts this year. Uh, Let's finish on, on a good note as we like to do with our salute of the week. And I will give it to... I'm actually going to give it to... We'll go back to the Sharkies. I'll give it to Aaron Woods. Uh, he's lost his contract. Yeah. He's um, a bit out on his ass. He's come out and been pretty honest about it. And I think the last three weeks he's playing as good a footy as I've seen him. Nearly since the Tigers. There was one game he, where he, almost, he did single-handedly win us the game against the Warriors. Well, this is going back six, seven years where he was unstoppable. Led to him playing for Australia and everything else. And I'm not saying he's in that sort of form... This was as good a single performance as I've seen from him in many oh, years. So, five years, at least. So salute yeah. for him. Uh, Barney? I'm
2: going to salute the Penrith back line. Um, as I said before, there was some simple stuff that led to tries, but there was also some really flashy, beautiful-looking football. And uh, the conditions out there were pretty bad. It was pretty wet. It was slippery, and you didn't see a lot of mistakes coming out there. It was just really good to watch.
1: Ali? I'm going to salute Nick Meaney, not necessarily because of the form he's been in the past couple of weeks but sort of the reason why obviously the reports that Melbourne are interested to any player that could make them become complacent um, and for him he's only upped his game. He wasn't bad or anything beforehand but I think you can see like a very noticeable shift in his form and an increase in form ever since those reports started coming out so it's probably helped a lot with his confidence and it's good to see him not get complacent and Continue to, I guess, play for that contract.
0: Good job. Good job, boys. It's a record show. Um, just over, <laughs> what are we, an hour and 15 minutes? Unbelievable. Uh, I want to thank uh, thank you, Barney, for rising off your deathbed. Uh, thanks to my mute button. I've got button. the
2: antibiotics now, I've had the covert test, so so you're clear. Or you're ready? <sighs> next couple of days, or don't know, I had it today. Yeah, Find out easy. tomorrow or the next day. Um, <laughs> I would assume so.
0: I want to thank my mute button for blocking out Barney's breathing for most of this show, and I want to yeah, thank good. uh, Chill Flow Cool Rooms for looking after us. And producer Tony for putting us up in the uh, the studio today. We we enjoy the live stuff. Hopefully, we can do it again soon with uh, all of us here. Uh, Ollie, good luck this weekend. What are we all going to do? What are you doing with no footy on? Hmm. No idea. Yeah.
2: Any, oh, quick! <laughs> oh, we should do a quick tip for Origin. Uh, man of the match: Nathan Cleary, New South Wales, thirteen plus. Uh, I think the is going to be roughly around 32-10, to 10, something like that, and I'm going to have first try score as Brian Toe.
1: I know I said last week that I was considering tipping Queensland, but after seeing the teams that got announced, I've got to go with New South Wales, 13-plus, Tom Travojevic, man of the match, first try scorer Latrell Mitchell.
0: Um, did you have a bet or you didn't? Barney's dying. Uh, I'm going to go New South Wales, uh, 36, let's say 36-6, Uh First try scorer uh, will be Latrell. Both both centers will score, and uh, man of the match we we'll go Latrell again to wrap up the uh, Oli Lewis medal. I think he's. Uh,
2: I do have a bet. I, I did have a couple of bets for the disaster class, but yeah, no. Uh, I was
0: going to say yeah, throw them out. Yep.
2: Yeah. Just for yep. the sake of it. Right.
0: So, uh, I'll go. I'll go fifty bucks on my on the uh, Latrell and Turbo. Whatever I just mentioned. Double. Yeah, do that. Latrell right. Turbo. Yeah, if it misses, I'll just say this round doesn't count.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I actually came up with uh, well, I came up with four bets for this one to be honest mm-hmm. I had New South Wales 13 plus uh, Tommy and Luttrell to, uh, Tommy, Latrell and Tuo to score at any time with $20 on that at 6.25 I'm going to have 10 bucks on the whole New South Wales backline to score so 1 to 5 <laughs> that'll get you $17 <laughs> put $10 on that um, to, uh, both the New South Wales, Wales wingers to score a double it's thirteen dollars. I have ten dollars on that and ten dollars on the trail first try score at eleven dollars.
1: Well let's push this closer to the big milestone of minus a thousand. Queensland thirteen plus, <laughs> Francis Francis Molo two or more.
0: Please gamble responsibly. Uh all right, boys, good job. Uh
1: yeah, Barney, sorry.
0: Yeah, what are you going to do this weekend without footy? I'll cut you off. Probably see the family for a little bit.
2: Oh, sorry, man. I've missed, I've, the internet dropped out there for oh. a second. I missed the Ollie's bet and I've just heard you jump back no, in there. No, don't about Ollie's bet, just um, <laughs> yeah. Francis Molo. I heard, heard something about tried. Queensland and Molo or something. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Ollie, what are you
1: doing
0: this weekend? Are you going to see the misses or something? No,
1: no well, footy. Yeah, more than likely. No, this weekend I've actually got my cousin's wedding yeah. in Maitland and oh, um, nice. we're currently, where we're at in Penrith, we're outside of the zone. Uh, Where there are restrictions on travelling outside the metropolitan area So we're all good We're heading up there Friday night Probably watch the Women's Origin at Miani's house Um, Wedding on Saturday Then on Sunday get back home for Origin
0: When's that Friday night? The Women's? Yeah, Friday night That's right Uh, Yeah, Barney, see the family
2: yeah, daughter's meant to have a birthday, uh, for birthday party on the weekend. So I'm not sure if that's still going to go ahead, no, but okay. we'll see how we go on Saturday morning. Um, yeah, just spend some time with the wife, try and train this dog to go outside rather than all through the house. Oh. <laughs> Bit of that. But, yeah, not much on this weekend, mate.
0: You? No, nah, um, same. I think we already teed up movie night for the kiddies, so that'll be my weekend yeah, nice. Saturday night. Well, oh, I haven't decided they'll pick maybe a couple of the new Netflix ones. I'll report back. I'll give a review on uh, Tuesday. So we'll be back uh, next Wednesday. So Sunday Origin, we'll be back next Wednesday with a a quick Origin wrap and a preview. Uh, We're also going to do our top 10 and we're going to name our squads if we had to pick a team based around, was it players with less than 100 first grade games?
1: It's the expansion...
0: It's an expansion one, but we set ourselves with restriction. We can only pick players.
1: From who were off contract in 2022? No, it no, really we pick.
0: simplified it. Less than 100 players. Less, no, less well, than I'll 100. I'd uh, hope less than 100. Who have played less than 100 first grade <laughs> games <laughs> and no rep footy.
1: Okay, and so it doesn't challenge. matter about off contract or
0: anything? No, no, okay. just, so we're, just, we're looking for our gun sort of under the radar players, I guess. Yep. So is it uh, no rep footy? Less than 100 yeah, games. it was going
2: to be five less than 150 or something and then yeah, you know, the rest of the 100, 100, but we'll get back to it. We'll <laughs> it
1: we, I think we should get one or two marquees. Yeah,
2: Maybe. yeah.
0: There, okay, five of them can play rep footy but still less than 100 games. There you go. Okay. All right. Then it could be New Zealand, only I'm talking international origin. Yeah. No, don't worry about the Mickey Mouse stuff. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, everyone, who's joined us in the chat. Thank you, everyone, who's uh, jumped on again. We'll get out of here. And we'll talk to everyone after a while.